Welcome to the center of Death Valley. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And I'm Amy. And we, of course, come uh, to you from the center of Death Valley once again and for always and ever and always, except for the one season that we don't speak of. Why are we keep talking about it? I, that's a good point, actually. Okay. I keep what saying that we yeah, can't speak yeah, about yeah, it, but I speak oh, about yeah, it every I'm... time. See, I don't say I don't I don't make that promise, and <laughs> just on. just a death dog being a death dog. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put the death do- dog in this particular circle of cacti. Oh yeah, get it out of this that circle of cacti. That is a good idea. M. No, that one. No. Okay. Okay. Well, that's worse. You know what? That is worse, and that's okay. Sometimes things just, this is just the way our set works. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, we, we've, we've downgraded. Ow! Are you okay? Yeah, I definitely downgraded. He's stepping on a cactus. <laughs> I think he sat directly on Oh, wow, it. two of them. Oh, shit. What, what is that? I don't know. I just. Oh, is it just the, <laughs> the cactus? See, see, just something. Like, night, night, nightmare, um. Nightmare th- 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 yes. <laughs> pods. Uh, horror thorn pods. Yeah, horror thorn pods. It's been oh, so long. I'm gonna eat this. Go for it. Do it. I know that you're immune to it. No. Well, it's, you're more you immune to those? it than anyone else in Death Valley. Oh yeah. You eat them willingly. It's instead fun. of having them forced down your throat by the secret vacation police. It's how I relax. Isn't that what comes with being a demon? No, 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 no. I still have the horrible nightmares, but uh, I just enjoy them. That's true. <laughs> exactly. Nightmare, nightmare. Yes. <laughs> this is a nightmare. This podcast has been a nightmare sometimes. Our, sometimes. Secret, our secret Patreon uh, project, that was a nightmare to make. Yeah. That is an actual nightmare. It was my that idea, That we don't too. speak of. It's kind of just, no, no, just no, no, in no, the no, shadows. No, 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 no. They have to pay us $50. Oh. We can talk about it. We can we can tease it. We can say it's the, the worst thing that we've ever created. And you have it'll definitely get us canceled. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, without a doubt, like de- instantly. Instantly, we're done. The most canceled. I'll you're, probably you're get, I'll get fired from my current job. Oh, I feel sick. I I work for the secret vacation police yet again. I again. I feel sick thinking about the fact that it exists somewhere. <laughs> it's best just to not think about it. Someone told me something about being a mountain. I can't remember who it was. No Buddhism. We've done that already. Speaking of which, moving on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dave, I had a question for you. Okay, John, I'll answer your question. I was curious as to what your favorite weapon system is. Now, this can be fictional or uh, it it, it can be real. And in general, I'm talking about a weapon system that you can that is contained on your body. Oh, so we're not talking about like Israel's anti-rocket system that stops them from being bombed. But, yeah, but, that's but, why yeah, I wanted. That's, yeah. that's why I wanted to clarify. I'm okay. talking specifically about weapon systems that are confined to your body. Oh, Iron on Man's battle shoot, suit. Okay, that's, that's that's the best weapon system, in, especially the nanotech. Actually, especially the nanotech one. Agree. That that can encompass your whole body, or would a super soldier serum count as a as a weapon system? That it's the size of a vial, and you put it in, into you, right? In a it's, in a way, yeah. 
What do you think? Well, it's Amy? inside your body. Nothing. Is that a weapon right. system though? If it if it beefs you up it, and makes you more, if it makes before, your body into a weapon, before it goes into your body, mm-hmm. it, it's a scientific vial. It's, it's on your person. I yeah. see what you're saying. You, you pull. You, you're in a bad situation. You pull it out. You hook out and, and you kill 15 guys, <laughs> ripping off the last guy's head and throwing it into the 16th. Does yeah. that exist? In real life, no. kind of. But, oh, well, but, but kind of. Yeah. Kind of actually. Matt, yeah, <laughs> actually, but literally though. Yeah, but literally meth. Literally meth. Not, they give oh, soldiers meth, meth and, yeah, and the, they the, hook the out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and it's yeah, given. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I've been told: this could be disinformation, uh-huh. but from what I've heard, they give soldiers uh, that work in combat mm-hmm. two syringes. One of them has uh, adrenaline, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that if they get hurt and go down, they can keep fighting. They they just get it and it goes. And the other, and and it used to be meth, but sometimes it still is with like, spe- especially like non-U.S. forces, mm-hmm. but like special oh, forces oh, might still use meth. Oh, warlords in Africa love to use, yeah. use meth. So that's definitely a thing. But anyway, that um, let's take it a step back. How about a little bit more primitive, um, like bladed weapon systems? Oh, perhaps. um. Ah, the Japanese Naginata, which is a halberd. Oh, well, well, no, it's not. It's not nice. halberd. It's, it's it's a katana on on a stick. That's it's a, a yeah. badass. It's, it's a it's That's a three a it's a, it's a three foot thick, uh, seven foot long, mm-hmm. on a eight foot pole. Mm-hmm. That sounds incredible. Blade that they would that they would use to knock people off horses. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just thinking. You've got all this distance and reach. Not only that, but you've got the like it's, it's, the I mean, angular it's momentum. It's, yeah, it's if you strike them with the bladed edge, you could like easily cut someone in but, half or cut like, them down. But that's like my favorite pole arm. If we're talking about like like the crossbow. They crossbows are cool, the, yeah. The, the, or the Catholics cool. banned it in use against other Catholics. They didn't care if you used it against Muslims or Jews, but if you used it against... <laughs> you used it against <laughs> a Catholic, Catholic, that's a problem. That's yeah, a the, problem. Pope, the, pro, the Pope do says don't... The Pope says don't use it against your fellow <laughs> Christians, boys. Use it against, use it against those, those people who live in the desert. I personally think one of my favorite weapon systems that I've seen is from... Um, from Attack on Titan. Oh, the the the, the bully one. The three D gear is really cool, but also the um, their swords were interesting because they were like detachable, detachable. Yeah, and you and could like could, reattach them, and, them, and they could like break off at points. So like, if something happened that snapped your blade, it only snapped oh, yeah, they're off very to a point. versatile. Yeah, and, and it was the versatility. But, it, Along it may... with their three D maneuver gear that allowed them to basically just fly. Yeah, but it also like Spider-Man. Kind of, it was also kind of, they couldn't wear armor. Yeah, no, they 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 were very vulnerable. They, they were it's they true. were they were moving targets basically. But when they did it, it worked. Yeah, and, and it a was lot a of cool them system. a lot of them survived it. So what if I told you? Oh, Dave. okay. What, does the Titan system in Attack on Titan count? Let's let's not get too far in the weeds. Let's not get too far in the weeds. No, but you, I'm, I'm, you've got me though. Hold on. What if I told you, Dave? Yeah. There exists in a real 
in the real world a weapon system straight out of anime straight out of fiction i would believe you of course all right so what do you think, Amy? Should I explain this? Well, yeah, well, tell me what you're Or should I show it to him first? No, no, explain I it. I think explain it first. I don't, I don't okay. want to... And wanna... then show I'll the give you a little. I'll give you a little detail, and then I want to show you. Okay. But you have to see it. That's a You have to thing. see it. Okay. Um, so, the weapon system in question mm -hmm. is a sword, which you... Obtain out of your belt. Like literally. Oh, it, it is your around. belt, right? It's not. It isn't your belt, but your belt does contain it. Okay. And this sword is flexible. However, because it's made out of a certain type of material, uh, spring steel. Spring steel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it still is razor sharp if you sharpen it, and uh, extremely strong. So, like, you would think something like that would just snap if when you, you... When you pull it out, does it take its form, or is yeah. it still... Yep. It becomes a the, whole ass the, sword. Okay, so there are different versions of it, and the, the thinner ones, when you pull them out, still have a little bit of a curved shape to them, but... Uh, I, I've still seen, I've still, I've still seen it. Okay. I need to see this. Cutting Hold away. On. Time out, time. No, no, don't cut away. You can show me while it's still recording, can't you? I can't. Ah! So. Holy fucking shit. Oh my God. I need two or three. How much? So these, they run from, depending on what you want to get, anywhere from around 160 to 260 or something, something dollars. Some such. That's not bad. Yeah, and, and we're talking for like the high end shit. So they have the this is to to let the audience know we're talking now about the razor razor belt sword. Uh, this is not an advertisement, but I totally company. support this weapon. At system. this point, it actually is an advertisement. Okay, is it? It yeah, it might as well be unintentionally, but kind of no, not I, unintentionally. Not unintentionally. You did this no, this is intentional. Ninja's, I want is gonna buy one of these too. I want people. Yeah, I'm getting one. Yeah. Yes, I'm getting, I'm getting one too. One. I've already decided. Because it's it's, it's so amazing. Long. It seems like magic. So to tell no, the it audience, doesn't. It, it, why don't you tell the audience? Okay, what you it's saw. it's a high it's a high impact sword. It it doesn't need a blade to to do damage because it it carries the force of of the swing all the way through um the blade regardless of it's sharpened or not. Uh. He 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 cracked through one inch cement with it in one swing. Yep. And then he broke a five inch piece of cement that's two inches thick in half, and yep. he continued to try to break his weapon but could not. Oh, he 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 obliterated two pieces of wood. Obliterated. Yeah, absolutely decimated. Ended them forever. Yeah. I think what I like about this guy is that he was genuinely trying to break his blades like he wanted to do it yeah he wanted it, us to see what it would be like but it wouldn't it, it just wouldn't he couldn't make it happen no <laughs> so this is a sword that you keep in your belt this is a blade which is flexible enough to wrap around your waist mm -hmm. but strong enough to hit straight up concrete 
over and over and over and over and over again and not break. The lamination, because that particular one was two thin oh, yeah, was sheets of metal yeah. laminated together. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And eventually the two pieces, the two sheets separated. So it was basically like two like really thin blades at that point. Mm-hmm. And he was still hitting the concrete with that. And he couldn't make it break. Like, he couldn't make it fail catastrophically. It was amazing. So you got, if you're listening to this, just for entertainment value alone, you can look up Razor Razor Belt Sword on YouTube and just check this guy's videos out. His oh, you name is to. His name is Curtis Kohler. Uh-huh. And even if you have no use for such a weapon system, which I would say most people don't, but Dave and I... And also, Amy. Yeah. We live in Death Valley, and yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous here. We gotta, you know, a sword that... up those those tornadoes. And, yeah, the you know... the dust clouds and the, yeah, the secret dust. vacation police, but not me though. I'm the safe one. Remember? Right. Um, right. You're our <laughs> in. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So don't slice me up. But you, this it, it it's an it's a discreet weapon it, it's yeah. entirely hidden so also the other thing is like not 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 everybody can even have something like this there's a lot of places where this is very illegal very not illegal here there's no laws about that here but, no but a lot of places that's very illegal mm-hmm. i think one of the things we love so other than the fact that it's an insanely amazing <clears throat> weapon and we can't really even believe it exists is like, oh i believe it exists the videos themselves are just great. They're perfect. Yeah. They're short. <laughs> they're entertaining. Mm-hmm. Definitely entertaining. And they're informative. Yeah, because it's literally just him. He's explaining the blade and what it does, and then that's it. What more can you ask for? Yeah. It's great. Uh, so, top-tier co- content. I've got an, another surprise for you, Dave. Is it the guys at M- MIT who made the plasma plasma blade? Nope. What if I told you? Yeah, they made a lightsaber. What if I told you I spoke to Curtis Kohler himself? How? And I recorded the conversation, and I have it available, and we're about to listen to it, and the audience is about to listen to it. And we're about to hear words from Curtis Kohler himself. The maker of the Razor Razor Belt Sword Innovative Weapon System. So here we go. You ready, Dave? You ready, Amy? Do I have I'm to? I'm so ready. Hold on, do I have to? You do yes, have to. you really do, though. You do, you do have to. Uh, oh, God. Go ahead. Here we go. Hello, John here, and I have a special guest on the podcast today. We will be talking with Curtis Kohler, the CEO of the Razor Razor uh, company. So I have him here, and um, yeah. Um, Mr. Kohler, if I could ask, what does uh, CEO stand for in in this particular context? Well, in our our business, we we, we consider it uh, chief edged officer because we make uh, edged uh, weapons and tools. Right. So we we create uh, we create systems that uh, in the past are are were either too large uh, to conceal or hide, 
and we create systems that can totally hide them, conceal them, and allow an individual to deploy them in in, in a sub-second uh, situation. Absolutely. Um, that, that, this is something I have seen. It's a very unique system, so just for context, this is a this is a belt uh, which contains a sword in it, which is made of a flexible material. What's the metal made out of? If I, if you're, we use we, we use especially tempered uh, high carbon spring steel, mm -hmm. uh, 1075 or 1095 high carbon spring steel. We send it to a uh, an operation on the east coast. Uh, literally, they have a tempering system that is a block long, computer controlled. It is some of the best steel in the world. It comes out uh, within a couple ploy called HRC, which is a, uh, a, a basically a hardness, but it comes out within a couple points of the HRC that we demand. So it's, it's really quite perfect. I would say so, based on what I saw from your demonstration videos on YouTube. And I definitely want to get into those YouTube videos. But I, I had a burning question in my mind, which was, how did you come up with the idea for this weapon system? Well, two, uh, two factors. One, I, I was in New York City on business. I used to be a consultant uh, with, for financial institutions. And I was in Flatbush, Flatbush uh, uh, which is part of Brooklyn. I went to see Flatbush Federal Savings and Loan and the president. And as I'm walking uh, down around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I noticed that the entire area is either is gated or has gates and graffiti and everything. And uh, the bank had a, uh, uh, the first story was all glass. I thought, well, gee, at least if somebody uh, paints graffiti on it, <clears throat> pardon me, they'll be able to wipe it off. Well, not so. Uh, the youngsters in the area etched the graffiti into the glass. At that point, I knew I was in probably a pretty rough area and thought to myself, how, how would I protect myself? And what came to me was a movie I, I had watched years ago, uh, filmed in the, it was filmed obviously, you know, uh, modern times, but it went back into an era of the 16th or 17th century and it showed a couple thugs coming up uh, in London and trying to steal a gentleman's uh, uh, wallet. And he just pulled his blade out from his sword, his sword cane, and uh, that was the end of the fight. So I knew that uh, that if you had a uh, a type of edge weapon that could reach out and touch the enemy or the bad guy, uh, chances are you would uh, uh, you would survive. And that's that's where it came from. That's amazing. I I really had wondered if it was inspired by. Uh, something in fiction because that's what it reminds me of when I saw it in action first of all seeing it in action is is, is a very interesting experience because uh, before you understand the mechanisms at play like how it actually works it literally looks like a sword just appears out of thin air like you flick your wrist and there's a sword there and like you said it's sub-second this is a quick blink of the eye and I, I didn't believe it was, it was real. That's what led me down this rabbit hole. I, I've been on this for a while now and because it's intriguing to me. And I've seen uh, various movies and shows with contraptions like that. And I just never thought I'd see something like that in real life. And then when I saw it, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Probably a novelty object, right? Not like something with some cool factor. 
And then I saw you smashing boards and cinder blocks with them, and I knew that it, it was real. And um, it's it's amazing. And then also, uh, I've come across the reviews of people in the armed forces that uh, that actually carry systems like these and have used your system. And I think that's really cool. I, and I wondered uh, if you've ever gotten any stories uh, from people in service who uh, use your product and have actually um, found use for it in, in their field of work. Well, I think some of the, the people reported back, they, they don't, I don't think we get much into the actual uh, uh, operational situations just for a variety of reasons, but there have been plenty of stories with, with individuals that are former military that have migrated and permanently moved to different countries. Uh, one, one individual moved to Ecuador. I think he was Hispanic, uh, and he either had family there or some reason to move. And when he first moved there, every, uh, every year he would get mugged, you know, a couple times. Because guns, guns in those particular uh, countries are, are a little more rare. And uh, everyone uses knives. So when he deploys our weapon system, you can understand that he's wearing a close to a, a yardstick of steel around his waist, a high carbon spring steel that literally can cut through a, a tree branch uh, or sever a person's arm off. Yeah. And you, you pull this out, you, you go from nothing in your hand uh, to a yardstick of, 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 of bright, shiny silver steel. It absolutely freaks people out to the point that these, I don't care who they are, they actually run. And I've had police officers training other police officers on a mat. Uh, a gentleman in, in Ohio, Zane Nickel, who is a uh, uh, extremely, uh, 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 he's a sheriff, extremely respected and, and a, a great martial artist. And he pulled this blade out, one of our blades out, in front of a, a training exercise in front of a, a veteran police officer. And even the guy knew that he could trust Zane. The guy freaked out and ran off the training mats. Uh, it just, it, it blew his mind. So the, the shock effect of this is just, uh, is, is probably 90% of it. I actually have had no one tell me they've had to use it. Uh, simply the, the threat of it being there is enough to uh, uh, prevent uh, a problem. I would imagine so. The The intimidation factor on this thing is off the charts, I would say. Um, so one of the things I was thinking of, like when I was watching your videos, and I, I want to talk about your YouTube videos because I watch a lot of YouTube videos and I, um, I've seen a lot of content online and a lot of people try really hard to make their content good. What I think I noticed about your channel that drew me into this so much is that your content is, uh, in my opinion, perfect. All your videos, they're short and to the point. You show exactly what you want us to see. And there's no extra flashy gimmicks or anything. You just do it. Um, and also, aesthetically, they're, they're like perfect. I had a question about one thing in regards to that. And in some of your videos, um, I've noticed in lieu of using a mic, you use a walkie-talkie setup, like one near your camera and the one that you talk into. And it's honestly, um, like, 
I, I understand it probably wasn't some like cinematic choice you made. You just didn't want it, you didn't have a mic on hand and didn't feel like setting that up because it wasn't necessary. But it makes your videos <laughs> so much better. Was that a conscious choice or what, is it, am I right that you just uh, did that because that, that's what made sense? Well, what happened is we just didn't have, I didn't have a mic. I just rather uh, Jerry rigged a couple of walkie talkies because it was, it was windy out and uh, it just, it worked a lot easier uh, than trying to, we, I think we did that one outside and, uh, you know, we, so we, we were at a distance from the, uh, from the actual uh, video recorder. So uh, it was just, uh, it was just a simple way to do it. I mean, yeah, I guess what we, 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 looked at we could have hired and I've got friends that uh, do very very professional work uh, I mean some of the I've got a friend of mine that's done some of the most successful national campaigns uh, in US history and I could have paid him and he would have done it fairly reasonable but when it comes down to it you know I think uh, we're just we're gonna shoot it as is and let people really look at, at I guess the way it the way it is the way it comes out is the way it is it is, yeah. and no must, no fuss, and you know that's that's really what it boils down to. And plus, you got to change things. I got to go in and reshoot a lot of things again, and uh, you know it's uh, it, the, the whole thing. People have to understand that this is not, you know, everyone wants to make a living and wants to make money, uh, but this is not about money. It's about the passion of, of invention and creating new things. And uh, in the United States, we need more of that. We need people uh, to really try to. To, to make a difference and be innovative. And if you lose that, uh, you if, if you don't have the ability to do something in life that makes uh, the world different and better, I, I think you, you don't reach your full potential. So uh, I, I would tell anyone, a friend of mine who is worth many, many millions of dollars, he, when I was very young, he said, uh, Kurt, I can, I can make sure you never, have, you never have to work a day in your life. I, I said to Fred, I said, how do you do that? He said, just love what you do. And he's right. So I would tell everyone out there, make sure you find something that you really love uh, and and make sure that you do it right and be and do it honestly. Because there's one thing that you can't buy, you can't sell, but it's worth a fortune. It's called your reputation. And always remember that. Well, on that note, Mr. Kohler, I, I appreciate you agreeing to come on the show and uh, sharing that about uh, all that about your business and what you do with us. Um, is there anything else you, you would want to say to the people listening um, about who you are, about what you do, or anything like that before we sign off? Well, we just have a lot of other things we want to create. Uh, I want, I'd like to create, create a machete that is has an exoskeleton. Um, probably, um, pardon me, here you have a little cold here. Um, so designing a sharpening system that I could take a machete and take a dull blade in the field and within 30 seconds, uh, turn it into a, uh, almost a razor sharp blade, micro serrations. And I could do that in a household knife. So we're looking at all sorts of other innovations when it comes to, uh, and not just knives, uh, but all sorts of innovations that uh, uh, that can make uh, life easier and make it better. I guess uh, we'll close with that. Absolutely. The future is now. Thank you so much.
So, what do you think? I'm going to buy one. What do you think of Mr. Cole? Oh, my God. Uh, he is very interesting. Uh, the His philosophy is very good. I like his philosophy. People should be more innovative. And if, if we want to be innovative, we have to be innovative. We have to think about new things and how, how to achieve them. Yeah. And he did it. He did it. He did he, it. He fucking did it. And he's still doing it. All right. He's so doing more. Let me... Like, it hasn't stopped. Let me break down what I like about Curtis Kohler. Specifically, Curtis Kohler. Yes. All right? The man, the legend. The man, the legend, because how many men have we seen in real life and otherwise that boast about all kinds of all, just anything yeah literally anything anything and, really and dumb things honestly and and they just want to prove their masculinity mm-hmm. somehow they want to show everyone that they're the big man around and and we would call that toxic masculinity right right <clears throat> which is obviously bad Right. Right. Which would mean, obviously, we would want to find a non-toxic masculine. Oh, and this man is not toxically masculine. No, he This man is wholesomely is. masculine. Can, can we hold him up as, as like... Standard? Yeah. He's actually kind of my hero right now. I've been, like, idolizing this man for a while. You met your hero. So, nice. like, it's... <clears throat> yeah, I see It's it. really cool because... <laughs> Do I? <laughs> I'm sorry. This puppet is distracted by fucking. Gecko. I know. I know. There's geckos. There's two of them. I'm I know. Sorry. He's great. No, I'm sorry. He's great. What do you think about the? What do you think about? I think he's Curtis great. Kohler, though. What do you think about I Curtis Kohler? I'm obsessed with him. Okay, so we've been binging his videos. I guys started watching them. Pretty hard, and like, I don't know. I think what I love about it is, again, like you're saying, it's just. He just goes... And the science is so solid and there. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I love how, like, succinct he is and how he's just... To the point. He's just so confident and fine with himself. No, no. Like, he, he's confident with his product. He knows it works well. Product and when he and ta- himself, though. Like, he, the way he carries himself is just like... He's... I've got a fucking sword. Like, whatever. I don't have to explain anything to anybody but i will because i like my sword <laughs> and my products it's a weird way to market the product too is it it's just youtube <laughs> commercials right as far as i can tell i don't know what else oh wait no 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 i know what else he's done i know what else he's done he's gone into the forums and all the nooks and crannies of 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 the internet, oh. where people talk about these types of things, and like uh, and, like sword enthusiast forums and shit, and people will talk about this. They'll start to talk about this weapon system, and he'll show up because people will talk shit about it. They'll be like, "There's no way that a flexible blade could possibly do any substantial oh, damage." <laughs> And and I have to assume it's him, but somebody comes in and defends the product on the behalf of Razor Razor Belt Sword every time. Uh, yeah, 
and and it's like i challenge you to prove me wrong in this i will give you money however if i prove you wrong you have like a money wager back, yeah. it's a money wager on on whether or not it'll work because because the confidence is there yeah. well and wasn't sometimes the dudes just like i will literally fight you no no no, no 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 that's no 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 that's how i characterized it <laughs> It was, more, it was more the challenge of, like, <sighs> we can we can prove whether or not this weapon works. <laughs> and if it works, then I win and you owe me money. And if it doesn't, then I owe you money. So And, and so, uh, in other words, that was a part of it, too. But the otherwise, as far as visual ads go, YouTube is the only thing I could find. Okay. <clears throat> otherwise, Beautiful. Yeah, like perfect. No. That, that's all he needed to do. He needed to defend his product and put out an ad, and he did. So the the videos I showed you were about eight years old. How many views? Like not many, like in the tens of thousands. Dude, that's perfect. That's perfect enough to keep the product selling. Mostly right. to like. And I bet and, and I and I bet he gets big military orders. That's what I'm saying. It's mostly to to like military. I don't think it's military orders. I think it's more like, here's my suspicion. So, you know how in the military, like, if you use, like, ammunition and, and like, grenades and shit, mm -hmm. you have to, um, they have to record everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder if people get, if people in service, in combat, <clears throat> get things like, uh, belt swords, so that if, they do something while they're in the heat of combat. They don't necessarily have to do paperwork on it. Oh, and record it? Yeah. You know, because it's, it's like... a personal asset and not a military asset. Mm. I don't know. I, I could be completely wrong. Maybe, that's, but maybe, like, that's just... maybe special ops are, like, buying and supplying their guys with it. Potentially, could you, I every, don't know. Could you imagine everybody on a special ops squad pulling out swords suddenly? Jesus. Okay, here's the thing. Four if, seals. You, you're in a fight. Four. You you think you the seals beat and they all pull out swords and, and fight back and 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 what was a losing situation is now winning one. If I was in any situation where someone procured a so, full length sword from what appeared to be absolutely fucking nowhere, I would immediately consider the situation lost and would abandon. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, like, the psychological damage is immense. I I would. There's no way. He, he's a wizard. So, okay. He's a wizard. The guy I'm fighting is a wizard. wizard. Here's the other thing. <laughs> Literal. Literal wizard. When I when I when I saw what Curtis was doing, like initially, I'm like, you know, maybe if we got into a physical altercation, I could. Do something about it. yeah no he was right about that it was, doesn't seem that imposing and then he procures a fucking sword out of nowhere <laughs> and that's sort of the moral of the story yeah 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 is that someone like curtis kohler you meet him in the street you get into a little altercation with him and then you start beefing with him and you start like you know what i'll fuck you up i'll fucking do it i'll fucking and oh, then go. he procures a sword out of what appears to be thin air Hold on. That's it. I leave. I'm gone. I'm we, gone. Don't, we don't have any sponsorship. If I can't leave, then I concede. You're right. I'm wrong. This is going to be a long one. Who cares? We did a one-hour one. 
Yeah. At one of point. Just fucking but that was an accident. Though. What? Are, what are we? That wasn't. That wasn't the unspeakable season, wasn't it? I don't know, man. But we did it. There's a song. I think y'all were doing some explaining on that one. Of some yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, apologizing, not explaining, yeah. <laughs> begging. Apologizing. And then it was lots of shooting the shit, and then it was like, oh my god, we're at the limit. Ding, 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 ding. ding. It's like that started with with some kind of idea. <laughs> If we're sponsored by anything no, in this we're, episode... we're not sponsored by anything. We sponsor... Um, what's this called? Razor Razor? Razor Razor. Yeah, Razor Razor. Razor, razor, razor belt swords. swords. Yeah, belt swords. Thank you, Curtis, for talking. <clears throat> Thank you, Curtis Kohler. You're amazing. I'm mad that you didn't let me join the interview, you you fucking Muppet. I had to have it all to myself. I'm in a pile drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're also sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Oh Raid God. Shadow 